everybody, and welcome to Rise of the Podcast. I am Jeremy. I'm Kara. I'm Chance. And I am sure everything's working, and I'm Brownie. <laughs> oh, I'm sure something's messed up. That's for sure. Yep. yep. And don't point it out. Hey, Mr. Tenth Doctor Cam. Hello, hello. Oh, is hello. Cam? Is Cam here? I I believe this is Ron. Oh, Cam, right. let me know this is Ron. Cam 2.0. Chance, you probably have no idea what's going on. No, we have a, we have a bunch of regulars on chat uh, that love to ch- uh, chime in every week, and we had we have a major Cam follower named Gus Gus. That we've met in person. Great His real name is Cam. His real name is Cam. We had a guest a C. On who was also Cam. With a K. So we decided to call him Ron. Oh, you <laughs> decided to call him Ron. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> mentioned the name. I he think, listened I a think bunch of I stuff. mentioned Ron, and that was he was like, yeah, that's fun, whatever. So then we just started calling him Ron. <laughs> so we just stuck with it. It yeah. is Ron. What a good guess by me. <laughs> but Chance, you've been here before. Yep, yep. You, this is time. not your first appearance. This is yeah. your second appearance. What were we talking about the last time you were on? Uh, lifties. lifties. My lifties. How yeah. can I forget lifties? See, yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you, Jeremy. You're not saying the lifties. Yeah, well, I would have <laughs> if I would have started with it. <laughs> if I would have just remembered that what it was. Because I've been so consumed with the reason why you're on tonight. Or not the reason, but just uh, we're going to talk about you wrote a book. Yeah, yeah. I wrote a book. Um, Keith. Hopkins kind of dropped uh, dropped the ball. Well, not dropped the ball, but he he did better job promoting my book than I ever did. Uh, <laughs> he, he promoted it like just out of nowhere when he was on your guys' show last time. Promoting it's supposed to be promoting his book, and he he dropped the the word that my book was coming out soon because he'd er, read an early draft of it, and uh, at this point it was still in in beta phase and. You know, it, it, it's it, it's not a it's not a short book. It's it's not a long book either. But it's, it's a, like it's a three hundred. It's about three hundred pages. It's nine, a decently long. Yeah, ninety thousand words. It's it's about average length for for the book of that kind of genre. Only ninety thousand words. Yeah. Jeez, scrubs. To, read to me, it. Yeah. So he he, he read uh, a version of it that I think was either. Uh, like 10,000 words shorter or 10,000 words longer. I don't remember which version he read because there was mo- there's like more than 10 versions of this book that got were it. written. Dang. And until I finally like got down to one that I thought was like good enough when I'm like, okay, I'm done. I Is am. it like all the same storyline? Just oh, like yeah. things just edited out? Yeah, certain okay. scenes were omitted. Um, certain scenes were omitted. Certain characters didn't die. Certain characters did die. And there's like, <laughs> there's so many different like trails it went down. And then finally I kind of like concluded on the, the one that I liked the most and like we stayed with it and, so, um, but yeah, lots of, lots of beta reading people that I had kind of helped support me, including Keith, uh, including like other editors that I, you know, had worked with that I were, were contracted to come in and help with the project. So, so yeah, he, he dropped the word before I had even dropped the word. <laughs> um, like I hadn't said anything on any of my social media about it. Uh, and then he was like, oh yeah, Chance has got a book and I'm like, <laughs> okay, well now I guess I'd better start promoting this. <laughs> like, yeah, so he he uh, like planted the seed or uh, put the bug in people's ears. Yeah, oh bug, it's a spider yeah. in people's ears. Hold ear. on, that's, yeah. are spiders actually bugs? I don't uh, think they are. They're arachnids. Uh, they're yeah, they're arachnids. Yeah, um, so I, I should. I, I'm not trying to ruin your thing. It's just the thing <laughs> well, that like, literally you have to go down there. Technically, they're not a bug, but I think most people would would yeah, consider it a bug. It's something. I was watching an episode of MythBusters. And they said something about spiders being bugs. And I'm like, I don't know that that's actually accurate. And it's just been bothering me ever since. Isn't it based on the the amount of legs they have? Like, like, um, like insects, right? Like, insects are, I don't know. (laughs) Somebody use the tangent time emote, please. (laughs) We're going to have a lot of tangents. Well, Chris is looking that up. It is, the name of the book is called In the Web of the Spider Queen. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Is that correct? That is correct. I am trying to find a link so I can throw the link for people to look at it, and I cannot find one. Yeah, if you want to link people to uh, just authorchancefortune.com, that's going to have a link to that book, but also everything else that I've worked on, including including uh, stuff that I've done with Keith. Um, so if you want to buy Keith's new book, I should, Ooh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll share Damn, the, the love. Look how if fancy you, want to buy, you are. If you want to buy <laughs> Keith's new book, which I was featured in, um, you can also do that through my website. Now, the last book I read of Keith's was um, Red, Red Betty and Murder Farm. Is there mm-hmm. a, n- a new one since then? Yeah, he yeah, just released... Uh, he just released Duluth Con Zombies. Yeah, Duluth oh. Con Zombies. Yep. Duh. Cool, really cool concept. I really like what he did because he brought in so many different authors. Jeremy actually has a story in it. Do you? I have a story. You should probably know that. It's not very good. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I forget <laughs> that, I, that that was a thing I participated in. But what I really love is uh, Keith sent me a copy. I have a copy in my gym yep. bag. And Same. I, yeah, uh, I read through it. So, yeah, uh, yeah yep. that's right. <laughs> Jeremy's just an Look old man. Look at how handsome things. he is. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's why. Oh, yeah. what the heck? Oh, the newsletter. Yep. Join the newsletter if you guys want exclusive offers oh, on the book. Well, I'm going to turn picture. this off so it doesn't uh, give my email away. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Just sell a little little promo here. If you guys want like cool offers on the book, discounts, and like I'm giving doing giveaways when the book launches, I'm going to do a big giveaway and I'm going to give away a free copy of the book and. You'll get the book plus a bookmark, a cool postcard that's custom. Um, it, I'm doing like these kind of special packages for my for the book release. So the best way to get through that is the newsletter, and then to keep up to date on the current book that I'm working on oh uh, will also be that as well. Cropping on is, this is terrible. Is Keith's is Keith's uh, book popping up? If it's not, I need to go and I know what I need to do after I get home here. is update that. <laughs> It should be under bibliography. Bibliography? Oh yeah. my gosh, if I could. I was going to say, has Firelord Zuko 777 uh, commented before? I don't know. Chris, Portfolio. has Firelord Zuko commented before? That's a sick name. Right? I believe he has. Oh, I think he has. He, was, he just commented and said, six legs, bug, eight, lo- eight legs, I'm, arachnid. I, okay. Well, what about Firelord 100 Zuko. legs? Centipede? Centipede's a bug, isn't it? I don't know. It's nasty. That's what it deserves <laughs> to die. Yeah, next to spiders, centipedes are the next bug that freak me out. What about Is a scorpion a bug? They're, they're all the same. No, a, a scorp- scorpion? No, it's a... It's a fear it's of a, scorpions is a logical fear because they can they can sting you and, you know, poison just, you. Like, that's that's a logical fear. Oh, no, fear. spiders and scorpions are both arachnids. Okay. Oh, really? Oh, that makes okay. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. All, all I got to say is F scorpions. Like, spiders I can deal with to, like, a small extent. Like, the fact that they exist... There's no reason for a scorpion to exist at all. Do you know, I, right? Well, you know why I don't like scorpions? You know, why I don't like spiders more than scorpions is because spiders, scorpions don't have hair. That's true. Like bugs shouldn't have hair at all. I'm, no. I'm pretty sure I could find some pretty gross, hairy pictures of scorpions. You, could. If you have searched hard enough, you can find anything. <laughs> Just because you can do something That's, doesn't mean you should. Right? That is <laughs> totally fair. <laughs> So, oh my goodness. So I didn't know that. You, do you have a fear of spiders? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, um, so when I first started this project, I knew I've, it's been my like, life's goal to write a book. Yeah. Um, I just, so I, I mean, when I graduated from school with my, my degree in writing, like, I was like, I'm going to write a book now. Um, I had written a book actually before I'd started school, and it was horrible. And I buried it, and it'll never see the light of day. Well, it so was, you technically already did write I it. did write a full book before this, yeah. It never made it for, past the first draft phase. I started write, like reading it and writing for the second draft, and I was like, this is just so bad. Like, <laughs> What's the plot synopsis? I'm uh, it was, it was so a, I can re- steal it and write it. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was like, what if the White House 
like what if the president had like their own like agents that worked directly under them like above the CIA oh it was kind of like the Kingsman I guess but it was like uh, okay but, but it US was like in America okay yeah well here's the thing maybe the person who wrote the Kingsman <laughs> found your early I, draft I, like I hmm, we can do story. something yeah, with this we could British this up a little bit <laughs> exactly and, yeah <laughs> You can copy my homework, but don't make it look like you copied my right? Yeah, well, they did a lot better with the concept than I ever was going to. It was, it was, I was trying to do a spy, like I was trying to do a gritty spy story, and it just didn't work out. I was trying to make it like kind of like a Tom Clancy type novel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, that was not my niche, you know, despite like the military background. Yeah. Like that just Tom Clancy type books was not my niche. So you're like... Horror. I love horror. Yeah, <laughs> horror, dark fantasy. On the other hand, those are my things. Like those are I can write about those. Those are fun to write about. Um, but yeah, so like I said, I'm gonna write a horror book, and I, um, I thought like I didn't really have an idea, but I knew that I had a fear of spiders. Like I have I a pretty spiders. legitimate, yeah, same, pretty legitimate <laughs> fear of spiders. And I was like, well, I can channel that into a book. Like I can, I can like exercise that fear by writing about it actually surprisingly it worked like i i not as afraid of spiders as i was when i started interesting oh, yeah so there's nothing that will ever decrease my fear of spiders there is ever. well there's a little part in the book where the kids are supposed to channel their fears and make them real by drawing them yes yeah exactly it's and, uh yeah uh, so you did the same thing in book format yeah exactly um you you made a connection that i don't think i even like consciously <laughs> made but that was the yeah that was kind of the idea with the children drawing mainly i just needed a reason for there to be a picture of the spider queen on the wall right you know that was all it was like i just needed a, an excuse for her to be on the wall um but like <laughs> like yeah so nah, dog. there's nah. all the yeah so there's the the wall of pictures of spiders and it's like why are all these kids drawing spiders right. it's because they're all it's it's a therapy thing you know what yep. i mean um like they they yeah it's a it's a therapy thing that they're just channeling their fear um that's a yeah i, I think i subconsciously wrote that but you consciously <laughs> made, made the, the connection, connection. <laughs> you might be giving jeremy too much credit <laughs> <laughs> so so here's what i when did you start writing or working on this book like maybe like pen to oh, ink i don't know the exact pen to year. ink Pen, ink to paper. Gosh. Pen to paper. Grain Wetsky. Grain Wetsky. You know, I do, I do know some authors that their first draft of their book is written, handwritten. Uh, Neil Gaiman, if you guys know who I that is. Oh, yeah. He Neil does Gaiman's does that. got some yeah. stuff. Neil Gaiman does that. He I writes, can see him doing it. This is kind of like... Mm-hmm. Jeremy right. would never get from the first draft to typewriter if he did that. <laughs> Microscopic tangent. Uh, have you read Neverwhere? I have not read Neverwhere yet. It's on the list. It's some on the people list. don't like it, and some people do. And I'm in, I'm in the fan. I love that book. Yeah. that was my introduction. That's to him. the one that where there's like two realities yes. under and the upper, yeah. Through I read that one. World, That's a good one. Yep. And they fall into the cracks of society, and they live there as well. I mm-hmm. liked that one. And the main character notices someone in the cracks, and they yeah. get by interacting with them, they get pulled down into yep. this world as well. Absolutely brilliant book. Yeah. Um. And that. So, anyways. And then we watch Stardust. Yes. Okay. Which is not as good as the book. Which everybody always says heard the that before. Did. Yeah. His uh, Sandman is coming out on Netflix soon. I'm really excited about that. That was his graphic oh. novel that he wrote for Vertigo, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's actually where, if I can go on this tangent, that's actually where um, the character Lucifer comes from in the show Lucifer. Oh. If you guys have oh. seen it. Yeah. I've, so not, I've seen trailers for it. It's very popular. That's show. also based on Neil Gaiman's because Lucifer and that character type is, is in Sandman and he runs, yeah. he runs the bar. That's uh, the way he does in the show. He has yeah. the club and that's, yeah. Interesting. So the Lucifer is actually another Neil Gaiman based property. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've, Interesting. I've read, I've read American Gods. 
love that book. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that book. book. Uh, graveyard, the graveyard book. Yes, very good book. Yes, great book. Did not know. Did not know until I read the back back matter that it was, um, it was the Jungle Book. It was, oh. it was he was basically just retelling the Jungle Book. Okay, I need to read this. It's great. It's amazing. It's Jungle Book in a graveyard. That's yeah. I've, I've read it. I loved it. Yeah. I remember the the. the um, Oh man! Just the opening scene. The whole family, this boy's whole family, gets killed, and he goes spoilers. Crawls away. <laughs> he lives in and grows up in a graveyard, and the ghosts that live in the graveyard raise him. So he's so in history. Oh, that is the jungle ghosts. boy. Yeah, it's ghosts, vampires, yeah. werewolves, like you know, okay. creatures of the night, and they all kind of raise him. And he he grows up, and these are all just normal things. And he kind of gets some like special abilities that he learns by being raised by them and yeah you know but he's human so he's, he's very limited on what he can do but well, yeah yeah and you know there's there's um it's good there, it, it all comes back full circle at the yeah. end with his the there's actually a pokemon episode where <laughs> a boy is raised by the zarud the Z oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's a movie they have yeah the naughty monkey huh zarud the not yeah the yes yeah i'm there's so many Pokemon now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't keep up. The is like a monkey. Okay. That's, you know, it was just a big monkey. Is it one of the original 150? No. No, no. it's no, like, no. Like, it's like 792. I, yeah, something I'm, like that. Then I'm lost. I, if it's not a part of the original 150 Pokemon, I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. I need to see what Pokemon 792 is now. <laughs> I recommend reading any of Neil Gaiman stuff then because um, they're, they're all fantastic. Oh, and I've, I'm sure amazing. I've read Lou is top five, top oh. five authors for me, for sure. I think there was one. It. It's something about like the the lake house or the house at the end of the yes. Lane. Oh, you're talking about uh, ocean at the end of the laneway. Oh, yes, that I read book, that too because that, of you. That yeah. book made me cry. Yeah, I actually, a, yeah. That's a really. Are these all Neil Gaiman stuff? Yes, yep. oh, okay. I own them all. So. You, oh, you own them all. Yes. Kindle. Yeah. It would be Half surprising considering what we know about Jeremy that he owns any books. You're so funny. <laughs> the, the most famous, I think, the most famous adaption of a Neil Gaiman book is still Coraline. So if you've ever watched Coraline, that's based on a Neil Gaiman. book. I have not book. seen Coraline, but. Really was, good. Was really that good. Tim Burton? No, it's no. done in that style, though. Okay, that's yeah. what I was... Okay. We yeah. had a, a little girl that came to Dulucon who was obsessed with Coraline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Coraline's amazing. And oh. short book, really short book. Only like 100 pages. It, that's, pr yeah. that's pretty cool. So, back to, back to your book. Well, so, quick pause before oh, yeah, we go so back to this book. So Kingsman was a graphic novel series debuted in 2012. So okay. Well, I don't know if that was inspired by you or you. No, that would have been a couple years prior to me writing my script. I, I wasn't familiar with it until it was a movie. So All right, fair enough. So, yeah, uh, no, I'm not saying that anybody's copying anything from anybody. I was just putting the well, timeline yeah, together. Yeah, I, I, pff, everything's derivative of something else, right? <laughs> exactly. Hero of a Thousand Faces. I love that book, too. <laughs> I, I think you have my copy of that I still. do. I do. Somewhere I do have it. Can you? Um, sorry, yeah, good. No, when did I was gonna say? So when did you start writing um, this book? Yeah, okay. Uh, I can't remember the exact year. I'm trying to think. It was probably around 2017. I would just looking back or what backwards planning it. It's 2017, probably ish. Um, I was out of school for about a year, maybe okay. before I finally decided that I was gonna write a book. And it, but it took me three years to write because it had been, it was my first real book that I had written. Yeah. And I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to start. And I, I wrote my first draft by doing just a thousand words a day. Um, and eventually I had a draft. It was pretty short. It was only like 70,000 words. Yeah. And then I took a big break because I was like, oh, that was, you know, just getting the first draft was a big deal. Oh, yeah. So I took a huge break and then I came back to it, edited it, or I printed it off, read it, like highlighted, made notes. When then I went through edited and then so the editing process itself was like two years long with big breaks in between like long periods where I wasn't working on it at all which 
was good and bad because good because I can come back and I have like a completely fresh set of eyes because yeah. I've had so much space from it. Bad because it's not a very productive way to to write a book. And so I yeah. don't recommend doing that if you're an author who wants to write a book. I don't recommend <laughs> taking on huge like breaks between uh, drafts. Like just get a week is good. Give yourself a week, then come back to it. Like, you know what I mean? That's that's what I've, with my second book, I've learned that that seems to be the the trick. It you're won't. Saying don't produce a television series in the middle of writing this book. <laughs> also don't do that. Don't do that either. Yeah, like don't split yourself. Don't write a comedy. Don't write comedy and horror at the same time. Like you, you'll, you'll, deal, you'll do both of them poorly. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Like Can I, you imagine a comedy horror? I'm well, I, you know, like I've, I've seen a few good ones. Uh, Den Breakfast is really good. Um, we consider Army of Darkness. Comedy that is horror. definitely a comedy horror. Ash, okay, Ash versus okay. the Evil Dead. I mean, I love those movies. Yeah, those are classic. Sam Raimi is just a genius when it comes to that stuff. I've, I've had an operating theory about horror and comedy and like th this could already exist. I just haven't come across it outside of my own viewpoint on it. But I feel they both work on a similar mechanism of an expectation is a subversion of that expectation. Yes. So like being scared is like you expect a certain scenario and then that scenario is subverted by this evil being or a jump scare or whatever. But we're like, whereas it's basically just two sides of the same coin or one of them is like, ha ha ha, that was hilarious. Or, oh my God, I don't want my eyes gouged out. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, and you can, both of them, you can go super deep down the rabbit hole on, you know, there's very smart comedy out there. Oh yeah. Uh, and there's very elevated horror is kind of the, 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 the coin for it now is, um, you know, like the really highbrow, like horror stuff. That, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, hereditary midsummer. Those are movies, but like, you know, you get it. Like horror books I've noticed all kind of tend to be a little on the gorier side, a little mm -hmm. trashier side, which is fine. I love it. Like it's, it's got an audience. <laughs> I don't think that's what spider queen is. I think spider queen is, is a little more elevated in terms of like, how it chooses There's just to be like scary. A, to me, a pervasive like creepiness and like a like looming dread of like what is actually going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't consider it like a gore fest. I don't think it's no. over. I think it's gory when it realistically needs to be, but it's not. Yeah, it's not just the pages aren't bleeding. You yeah, know? yeah, it's not forty gallons of pus ooze from his foot. Right. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing overtly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh you know? my gosh. <laughs> But I don't no. know why I look directly at Kara when I say In dental, you deal with pus. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, somebody else over there also watches Dr. Pimple Poppers. I do. Oh, I love those. Dr. Pimple Popper, <laughs> I no, love that, her. That's too much for me. It, it's nasty to me. It, I, it is nasty, Jeremy. I'll be like, Jeremy, oh my gosh, look at this. And he's like, no. Nope. If Kara's trying to show you, you know you don't want to watch <laughs> I know. So if I had any kind of like pus anything in the book, that would have been like an immediate, like, nope, close. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is easier to read it at least and be a to yeah. your own vice of yeah. your imagination um then you know then to um whatever and that's keith's book uh did that really you know really well as well i don't think it was overly gory when it didn't need to be but no. it, it was just well written because it's about it's a murder farm people go there to be able to murder people for yeah. pay to be able to murder and get away with it um so here's what so i read so i read your book mm -hmm. so you're curious to see brag about it what i thought yeah i'd love to hear what you, your thoughts are and if you hate it say it <laughs> no so here's what's fun the pacing on it my hardest thing is I, I had a teacher an english teacher and she was like if you can get through the first 50 pages of the book then 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 you're good to go right mm -hmm. and so i've had books where i've like slogged through those first 50 pages and then and then it picks up from there right yeah. and it was like it was worth the payoff one book i have started four times this is a huge chance it was 1984 and I, I take chip to barnes and nobles on uh, fridays i have off and we go walk around mm -hmm. it's staring at me again and it's like i really need to finish that book but anyways 
Just so read your, the cliff notes. So with your book, <laughs> uh, I, I cruised through it. As far as pacing goes, it's one of the best books pacing-wise I've ever read. Wow. I read a third of it on like a lunch break and then like went into my lunch break and like went off into the room so I could keep like reading it. And I finally had to like get back to work and Man's got to be nice. And then <laughs> Kara, you always hate that. Right? <laughs> the stuff I could get away with at work, I guess. <laughs> Jeremy uh, doesn't work. And then I easily, uh, I, I crushed it in three chunks. So nice. Uh, and, yeah. and then went right through there. So the pacing was uh, fantastic. The characters. Um, were were really really good. Um, Kara was giving you crap though for the baby's name Wayne. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she just said who it's named baby in the book. I told okay, her so that. Here's the thing. I, I didn't her. read it because I don't do horror. Mm-hmm. I am like sci-fi fantasy. Well, I ha- oh, you'll like his just, next book then. I had you'll to love laugh. my next book if you like fantasy. Okay, okay. I had to laugh. Because exactly in the book, you talk about like how the wife is upset that the baby's name is Wayne, but she <laughs> and the baby the do. wife's name is Karen, which is not too far. I from Kara. picked yeah, up I, on that. Well, I made the joke. I told Jeremy, I was like, "Who names their baby Wayne?" Like, if I'm like, "I'm gonna go nurse nurse Wayne," it's like it sounds like you're nursing a middle aged man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, just la- no, no. Just last wrong. week we were talking about, and I'm glad we, you say who is the great one. Who would you say? Oh, Wayne Gretzky? Yes. Wayne Wetzky? A lot of people didn't know. So I, I no uh, sometimes I speak was. faster than I can think. Yeah. So I said Grain Wetzky. Do we have that emote still? Uh, uh, he, oh, we you just never... have slots for it. Yeah, he oh. doesn't know where to like put it because... Well, we need um, more followers, dang it. We need more, more subscribers. Subs, Everyone give us your subs. money so we can <laughs> have more did fun Did I do emotes. a good job of, of selling myself as somebody who knows about hockey? Oh yeah, no, you did. That's I don't know hockey. Very well. I know nothing about hockey. Watched, yeah. I love that you picked. Um, you picked. Uh, it was okay. So all right, get back to it. So it takes place. Who is big tangent? Um, <laughs> I stopped uh, with my friend Mike and David on the way back. We bought an RX-7 down in St. Louis. Mike did, and we drove it back, and we got stuck in a snowstorm right out of Minneapolis. Funny enough, which is where the main characters are from in the book. Mm-hmm. And then we stopped in Wyoming, Minnesota. And we went and checked into this hotel. We were just going to stay for this for the night. The door didn't lock. The shower was a garden hose hanging off the wall that was like hose clamped on. Uh, we asked for a rollaway bed and I'm sitting there and we shut all the lights off. And then all of a sudden my bed starts moving around and I'm like, what are you doing? And David and Mike pushed my rollaway up against the door to stop anybody from coming in. And I mean, I swear they were dealing drugs out of that place. So small town, Minnesota, small towns in Minnesota to me, there's some shady stuff going on. And that's the theme of this. That is like the theme of this book. You're in small town, Minnesota and the guy moves, um, yeah. I mean, you Get remember jacked. small town East Colorado. Mm-hmm. Well, so, remember that, well, so that was shady. I, can I do a tangent Absolutely. and talk about Sanborn, North Dakota? Yes. So, oh yeah, you told. So the, I've told the story on the podcast before, but I want to tell it again because this is the like the single creepiest experience I've ever had in real life. Non supernatural, creepiest experience I've had in real life. So I'm, my parents. Would have been twenty fifth wedding anniversary was coming up, and I was like, "I'm a filmmaker. I'm gonna make a documentary about my parents." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was not good, but I mean, like sentimentality wise, it meant the world to them, right? So I literally spent a year like driving around the Upper Midwest, going and talking to people that were like, you know, family members or friends of my parents to have them like, "What's why do you think they've been married for twenty five years?" Or blah blah blah, like that crap. Anyway. I'm going out to my aunt's place and she lives like in the like dead center in North Dakota. And I was so <laughs> driving out there and anyone who's driven through North Dakota, it's, it's one road and one tree. That's it in North Dakota. And I saw the tree and it wasn't very impressive. <laughs> 
I'm starting to run out of gas. And so this, so 20, no, it was nine years ago, 2013. Hey, thanks for the bits, Mike. I appreciate it. It's probably because of the RX-7s. <laughs> Ashley <laughs> says, I've heard of this horror hotel that's Dave's oh, wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should give me the name of that so I never stop there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody gave the 100 for shooting nerf. All right, Chris. Um, so you. we're driving, and like, I, so this is 2012-ish. So the GPS on phones is not really a thing yet. And if it is, it's like it's over cellular, not actual GPS connection. So it just doesn't work if you don't have cellular connection, which there's none of in North Dakota. So I have no idea ex- precisely where we are. And I'm running out of gas. This is the beginning of every horror movie ever. I understand. But <laughs> so I'm driving and like you can go 70 miles without an off ramp in North Dakota, like easily. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I the very next place that I see that I can get off of this road, I'm going to. Right. And the first bad thing that I saw leading up to this is the fact that you could not, like, I saw the exit. There was nothing. You couldn't, you can see 5,000 miles in every direction. There was nothing. But I was like, there's got to be something. They, would ha- they wouldn't have an off-ramp to nowhere. So I pull off. We drive like another, like, 15 miles. Like, no joke. I'm, like, on fumes. And then we come up to this place, and it's a giant factory. <laughs> like two square blocks of houses next to it. And there's a gas pump in front of my house. <laughs> and I was like, I need gas. <laughs> I'm stopping. Right. <laughs> and so and like, and it was, uh, so it was me and my buddy Lee. And so like, as we're pulling up, like we're looking at the factory and the factory like, looks like it's going windows are all open. There's like a zillion car, way more cars than houses parked at this factory. And we stop and we're looking and like dead silent. There's no, we're right next door. There's no noise. Creepy. And like we're looking around, like we don't see anybody, and we're like, "What the heck is going on here?" So like we're like looking around, whatever. The gas pump <laughs> looks like it's from the seventies, and it probably was. And we're like looking at it, I was like trying to figure out how to work, and I was like, "Eh." So then I like go up to the house, and I like start trying to like look in the window, and the door flies open. It's got like you know how like somebody like positions themselves so you can't see inside. So like it flies open and kind of like, and like pulls the door shut behind us. So there's something going on in there that I was not meant to see. (laughs) And he's like, what do you want? And I was like, I need gas. And I don't know where the heck I need gas, buddy. And he's like, and he like squeezes back into the thing and like shuts the door. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then like 10 seconds later, I hear like a, like, like he was turning the gas pump on. Right. I was like, okay, cool. And then I was like, I was like, how do I pay with a credit card? Like, cause I didn't, I didn't have any cash on me. It's like, I need to pay with a card. And he like roll, he came back out. Obviously he like rolls his eyes and he goes over. So in the top of the gas, the gas pumps like this tall only, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like three and a half, four feet tall. On the top of the thing, you slide it open and there is a credit card slider in the top of the thing. What? And then like you have to slide it in and then you had to actually dial. There was a, this like two for credit transactions, dial this phone number. It was like, do, 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 do. And then like it does the thing or whatever. And it lets me start pumping gas. I'm like pumping it. It's like, do I just put like five bucks in and get the hell out of here? And like the whole time, like Lee is like standing next to the car, like ready to jump in to drive away, essentially. Still we have nothing. And the only noise that is being made is this gas pump. And the dude is just sort of like standing in front of the door, like, hmm, I don't know. Like, so we get the gas or whatever. And I was like, I asked the guy if he could use the bathroom. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, do you know like how far away we are from, I can't remember what the next biggest, the, the names escape me, but like they live relatively close to like one of the two big cities in North Dakota. 
And I was like, do you know how far it is to whatever? And it just doesn't say anything to me. And it's just like staring at me. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to leave then. And like as fast as I could drive out of there, we just like tear out of there. So then finally we get to my, uh, like we were literally like 10 minutes away from the city that I had asked about. Like we could have made it there faster than we got to where this horrible gas pump is, right? <laughs> so like we get there and it's like, okay, well now we know for next time that we can make it here or whatever. Get to my aunt's place and I start telling about this place and they're like, was this Sanborn? And I was like, yeah, I think that's what it said on the sign. They're like, that is literally the meth capital of North Dakota. He's like, you're lucky you're not dead right now. <laughs> Apparently, that's where all the meth in North Dakota is made. And like this, like, I don't know if this guy was like contemplating how he's gonna take both of us. Like, Lee's a pretty big guy. And it's like, is he gonna get a gun? Like, what's it like so like the fact that we weren't murdered at all? And it, I was like, well, what's the deal with like the factory? He's like, nobody lives there. Like the whole place is apparently abandoned. So it's like, just like, they just left a parking lot full of cars and like abandoned houses. Like it was absolutely insane to me. The it's fact a that meth like factory, the top is false. It's like breaking bad. <laughs> Everything is underneath. That's what I'm saying. That's probably it. But yeah, so apparently <laughs> it's Hell like a chicken place though. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just the absolute like creepiest, like the vibe there was like, we were probably going to get shot. Throwing so. a, throwing a, Texas chainsaw, you know, you got yourself a horror movie. Exactly. You know? like, so luckily for us, it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. Like if it was like dusk, that would have been it. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been it. You would have been done for. So similar to where you were, this takes place in a small town in Minnesota. What's the name of the town? Haven. Haven. And is that a real place? It's not a real place. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm never going to go there if it was. <laughs> well, it's, was it's say, based on a few real places. Um, did you look in, up to see if there is a Haven, Minnesota? I did not. Oh, I probably should have done that. I'm fairly certain there is I'll a do Haven, that right Minnesota. Now. I, might, I might be getting a lawsuit from the, the city council of Haven like, for you? misrepresenting <laughs> their community. Well, I Our population that, I has decreased. So I don't want to spoil much, but anyway, so we have Jack and Karen move to Haven, Minnesota, small town. Uh, with their three kids, Wayne, as we aforementioned, mm-hmm. uh, Madison, yep. and Jason. I always get Jack and Jason mixed up. You know, I, I yeah. <laughs> but that's not, no, it's my, I like, I. It's his old man brain. Old well, man I brain. wrote the book, and honestly, there's times where I forget Jason's name. Like, I'm like, wait, what was the, yeah. There's a South Haven, Minnesota. Okay, well, I Good. feel a little better. Okay, Is it so a small town? When- uh, let's see, 187 people. The oh people of- my say, goodness, you're in trouble. Do you, do, no, do you, do you ever kidding. wonder what happened to North Haven? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, read the book and find out. Yeah, right? <laughs> to the people of South Haven, I'm sorry if I'm misrepresenting <laughs> any of you. <laughs> um, so anyway, so, and so Jack wants to get away from the like city. Hustle and bustle of city life. The hustle and bustle of the city life. And he wants to live in the small town. So the house has a history of murders. And just how that unfolded was extremely well done. And like I said, the whole thing, it just immediately starts and you go from there. So there's a little bit in the beginning. I'm going to like, I'm just going to generally, we'll just stay spoiler free. I think that's the easiest route to go mm-hmm. uh, for anybody who wants to read the book, uh, which we have the link to Chance's website uh, available. Um, and yeah, stuff just hits the fan right off the bat. We get a little, the moving people incident, which yeah, is really great. I, I was expecting a slower burn than the like, immediate, like everything is going crazy. So like that was very unexpected. So, so the pacing pulls you immediately right in. And then I absolutely loved um, uh, Pete. He's like one of my like characters I enjoyed in the book. Yeah. Because he's constantly found in circumstances where um, his, I don't know, his hand is played for him, but he's like, he, he just, he was very well written. Um, there's some fun references in there. I, I have to remember that not everybody is from Minnesota. So when you go into detail about things like sleds, 
I immediately think of a snowmobile. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe that's just a Minnesota thing where if you go somewhere else, it probably don't know what a sled is, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyways, so there was a, there's a lot of fun, like, uh, throwbacks if you are from Minnesota, things that you'll, you know, you'll ca- catch or pick up on. A lot of touchstones. A lot of touchstones that, that you'll yep. get. And, uh. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's kind of like why why does Stephen King write about Maine so much? Well, he's from Maine. Yeah. You know, he, he writes about places he's been. You know, he spends a lot of time in New York, and New York is a big, big piece in a lot of his stories. Um, and I, I thought when I was going to write this book, I wasn't sure where I was going to set it. And ultimately, I said, you know what? Let's I'm from Minnesota. I know a lot about Minnesota. Let's write it. Let's write about Minnesota. Yeah. You know, so that's why we set it here. So, so it, it, that part of it uh, was really enjoyable and immediately and drew me in. And so... Um, Pete gives Jack a warning to basically get out of town. You know, you don't want to be here. And from there on out, it just stuff kind of hits the fan. And it, it, what I really liked is, um, I would like to think of another book as an example, but um, sometimes people get like, let's just use this, the Ozarks, for example, right? Uh, guy is slinging, uh, you know, um, laundering money for the cartel. Mm-hmm. And like, he knows it's going to go bad and he has the opportunity to get out. And like, that whole time, like he just keeps progressing worse. Even like Breaking Bad, right? He starts dealing meth, and then he's got like all these. He's not dealing; he's making it. He made that he's ap- patently that. clear. Uh, he's uh, like, I tell- never sold it, Skyler. Yeah. I only made it. I only <laughs> make it. Um, but he has all these chances to walk away over the course of like months and years. Yep. And in this book, I mean, it's like from the time that I mean, so we're, we're the book is called the you know the, in the web of the Spider Queen. So there's you know. Is it a euphemism or is it a real thing? Well, it was a real thing. So, spoiler. <laughs> I don't know that that's necessarily a spoiler. That's what I'm getting at, right? Because it's like, you know, I didn't know if it was like a metaphor for something else or whatever. Yeah. But um, And so, it's a real thing. And it, as soon as the Spider Queen decides that she wants this family, I mean, it's go. They're warned to get out of town, but really don't have a lot of time. And that's what really keeps, keeps the pace. Yeah, it's all, the whole book takes place over the course of what, like four or five days? Time is a little fluid in the book. Uh, there's actually a pretty substantial gap um, between the, the first part of the book and the latter part of the book. I think there's at least a couple week gap. Okay. Um, and I there's a, oh there's, there's yeah a, yeah yeah there's yeah. kind of a one off line that just kind of mentions that. Um, I thought about you know one thing that King does that I, I considered doing and maybe I should have done was putting dates like dating you know giving dates at the start of every chapter so. You kind of understand where where the oh. timeline is, but yeah. it just didn't feel necessary. Yeah, I, I don't think it was patently necessary. Yeah, either. I just didn't feel like a thing that was going to add, you know, make or break the book, so I didn't do it. It, it, it flowed I, really well to me, though. I do want to say thank you, Mike, for gifting <laughs> two tier one subs. Aww. You are a legend. Thank you. My. Thank you, Mike. So- <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody cash me in? <laughs> Or was that just for? You're fun? gonna have That's to do that. You're gonna have to do that again because I wasn't on Jeremy. I wasn't wide enough to see Jeremy. Oh come on! <laughs> <laughs> Somebody can pay to do it to Chance. There we go. Or Kara. I'm not wearing glasses. Neither is Chance. So oh yeah, we so we stole your safety glasses so Gwen could use them the other night. So see, boom. Man. Anyways, Kara doesn't eat them. Um. So yeah, and then and from there on out, I mean, I really, I really like the book, and so. Uh, I want to say this, no spoilers, just like don't get attached to any characters because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, uh, sometimes I read books and, you know, they're covered by plot armor. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this, this is not the case for this book. So uh, my overall my overall impressions, it was, it was really good. And it was really fun uh, to read things that um, people like you know and work with and, and are in the community with are working on stuff. And as soon as it went on Amazon, I've, I've got it coming on my Kindle. 
Cool. Yeah. So, yep, I, I ordered that right away. Yeah, and then, it, uh, was that supposed to come out earlier? And then did that get pushed back? Oh, what the book on Kindle? Uh, no. So the here's the weird thing when you when you publish with Amazon, um, they don't set you can't set your paperbacks for pre order, but you can set your Kindles for pre order. So the Kindle is up on Amazon for pre-order right now. Got it. Yeah, but I can't set the paperback, which a lot of people have been asking me about the paperback and why they can't pre-order it. That's why is because oh Amazon will not let me set it up for that because they want to drive um, sales to their Kindle. But on May 1st, you can get a paperback and Kindle. If you've already pre-ordered it, it'll be waiting for you in your, Perfect. In your mailbox. Awesome. And then if you're waiting for that paperback, it'll be available the same day. Cool. I will say this. If you're trying to get a good deal on the Kindle, I have it up there for a discounted price for pre-order price. Uh, it does go up uh, on May 1st. The price does go up. So, you know, if you want to, if you're a Kindle reader and you want to get, get in on it early, I would do that now. I just posted the link again to his website. Go there, buy 30 or 40 copies of the book. Did you see what Mike did? Um, yeah, I, I did. So uh, whilst you were talking... Mike cheered 2,000 bits, which is oh absolutely insane. <laughs> Mike, you are out of control. <laughs> but I, I got to say that, Mike, why would you say everyone is game? I don't like you. <laughs> um, I, I am going to run and grab some safety glasses for Kara real quick while Dave reloads. Uh, oh, talk mean, amongst yourselves. My I think he's going to hit a light trying to shoot me. So <laughs> oh, you're saying, so funny. Shouldn't shoot this direction. So that's why I'm in this seat. <laughs> yeah. It's a straight line of sight. <laughs> it's the straight line uh, shot. Got it. I've okay. got the pole here. I've got the light here. I mean, I'm good. I mean, um, anyway, yep. so in the, in the Apple or in the like end of the book, uh, you mentioned uh, that your next, uh, Claire, Claire, something, Claire going on memory. Anyway, the name of your next book is in the end of, Oh, Are you ready to talk about that at all? I am totally ready to talk about that book. Yes, I. Uh, <laughs> I my fiance my wishes I would did. stop talking about it. Yay! That's a good sign. <laughs> like she, I have to sometimes like she's she's really good about listening, but sometimes it's information overload. Yeah, because like I'm figuring out plot lines as I'm talking to her. It's like vocalizing plot lines helps me yeah. figure out. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't worry about necessarily talking about it because it's in draft five right now, which means. Probably got five more drafts to go. So whatever I tell you today might not be true when it comes hey, out. That's perfect. Um, but yeah, I can totally talk about it. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's a lot like Spider Queen, um, but you know, as Spider Queen has a lot of fantasy elements to it, I, I think I think I think Spider Queen no, is is closer to a dark fantasy than it is to a horror at some points. Um, but this one leans pretty hard into dark fantasy. Um, so it's essentially, it's called Celia's Forest is the working title. That, that's it. Celiest? Uh, sorry, Celia's Forest. Oh, Celia's. It's like Celia's Forest. forest. <laughs> so wow, that's real dark fantasy. Forest. <laughs> well, so and everyone is just so silly. <laughs> it's <laughs> we should, scary. <laughs> we should pause just for a second before you get into that. Just, so we, we have about 20,000 darts that need to get shot here. Ooh, okay, should I? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody hitting me. <laughs> They're hitting everybody. These sting. Yeah, they sting. Man, are we good? Would you I buy the watermelon edition of these things? <laughs> <laughs> They're red and green. It's like watermelon. <laughs> I insulted his darts. You never assault a man's darts. <laughs> oh. oh, God. 
Wow. I didn't know it was a second onslaught. People tip. People tip for this. I hope you know. Oh, they almost knocked over three grand. Oh, no. R2's down. R2's down. R2. Poor Chance doesn't have any glasses. That's what your hands are for. Chopper, help. Yeah. Poor Chopper. I love Chopper. Are we good? Oh, we can talk. Han almost got it. Han almost got it. So if you look, look at if you look at the monitor, you can see how many darts are on Kara's side, how many darts are on Sherry's. Yeah, that's what I said. She wasn't getting it enough. I got hit in my ankles and my hands and my poor Chance belly. Chance definitely got a couple too. It wasn't. Oh yeah, it wasn't like anybody was left out. I one of them bounced off of Jeremy's ankle and shot all the way back to me. Oh no, oh. I, I was watching it bounce off of Jeremy and Chance all the way up to like oh, above wow. the blankets. This isn't a velocity. Sorry, I should have warned you that there's a possibility of you getting. Oh, shot. I was I was forewarned. She warned me. I did. Oh, I yeah. did warn him. She was she was a friend. Jeremy, today. show off your microphone arm. Yeah. This was oh yeah, the, the, one of the Don't, guards got stuck in the in oh, microphone oh, arm, geez. and we're just leaving it. That's that's a one in a million shot. A testament. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer, and then I took a dart to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do want to get to video games, but give us a little uh, like talk about uh, Celia's Forest. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm really excited about Celia's Forest. Like I said, Spider Queen is definitely a horror, dark fantasy. Um, this one is kind of almost the opposite in that it's dark fantasy with elements of horror. Cool. Um, so it's uh, basically it's this girl who's she she grows up kind of like on the outskirts of another small town um, out in the forest. And, uh, you know, she has kind of a tragic incident in her life that kind of changes the dynamic of her her whole situation. Um, and eventually it gets to the point where she she runs away and um, she runs away and she ends up by accident. She ends up in this other world and this other world is is. Um, it's it's kind of a fantasy esque world. It's sort of like a, a, a Wonderland or an Oz, but it's it's slightly darker. There's something quite not right about it. Um, and I like you referenced a lot. Uh, one of the characters loves Alice in Wonderland. Yes, yeah, and that was kind of a fun thing. So to see you know see that theme reappear is really cool. Yeah, I I'm a big I'm obviously I'm a huge fan of Alice in Wonderland. I'm also a huge fan of um, Frank L. Baum. Uh, Wizard of Oz series, you know, those are those are two pretty inspirational like pieces of work I think yeah. in my writing, and I wanted that to come through in Spider Queen, and I think I you know I think the ending quarter of the book with the forest mm -hmm. was a big inspiration for Celia's Forest. Actually, I think that I wanted to do more with that in Spider Queen, but it just did not work because it was that would have made it a completely different book. Yeah, and I'm sure. like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to readdress it in this other book, and so that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, so it's it yeah, the whole story is essentially her her journey to find the one who walks between the worlds, who can send Ooh. her home. Uh, send her back home, you know, because she she can't stay there very long. Because the longer she stays there, the more the harder it's going to be for her to get back. You know, yeah. the more likely it's going to be she's going to be trapped there forever. And you know, there's there are forces at work that want to keep her there. So it's um, you know, it, that it, sounds really freaking cool. It's yeah. a it's a. I will say I have never had more fun. Like Spider Queen was a great book to great book to write, but there were times where I was writing it where I was not. I will say I was not having fun uh, because there's just the nature of the book. There was times where it just was not a fun book to write. Um, I think it's a fun book to read, but this one I think it's going to be fun to read and it was fun for me to write. 
And I think that's, you know, there's there's going to be points where in the book where you're reading and you're like, I can tell he's just having fun right here. Like, <laughs> he's just doing whatever he wants because why not? It's a fantasy book and I can do whatever I want. Like, that's there's awesome. no rules here. Uh, and if you do read Spider Queen, I will say this, there's there's definitely a difference in, in content maturity levels between the two books. I, I wanted to... Uh-oh, what did we lose? Mando. Uh, Kara's right. ruining the set. He's wearing Beskar. He'll be yeah, right. he'll be <laughs> um, I wanted, I wanted um, Celia's Forest to be open to a wider audience. Um, so it's, it's a little bit more like young adult, teen, I think, based. But there's enough in there that I think an adult would enjoy it. Um, awesome. Whereas, you know, Spider Queen is very clearly for an adult audience. Yeah. You know, it's if you... <laughs> Would not sell that to to even a teenager, I don't think. Um, One of the hardest, edgiest teenagers. You, yeah, you're the you're the kid wearing the Slipknot shirt. And yeah. If you're wearing if you're if you're reading Spider Queen for sure, um, I don't think it's anything worse than anything Stephen King has put out. You know, in terms of his content, probably in a lot of cases, it's probably way you know cleaner, but. Um, but yeah, no, Celia's Forest, the second one, will definitely be for a younger audience, a more broad audience, and then. Uh, but it's it's got some scares in there. It's definitely got some moments where it's pretty it's pretty dark. And then it does if you do read Spider Queen, it does have some tie-ins with the Spider Queen. Oh, fun! There are some there are some references there, fun. and those are those are things that I'm gonna continue to build on. Yeah, because I enjoy that. I yeah. enjoy it when I find that in books. That you know? is awesome. I, like, I love that too. Yeah, I love shared <laughs> universes. Um, so Celia's Forest is very likely going to spin off a a, a series of books. That's cool. Because awesome. I, yeah, because I, I, it was going to be a standalone, and then as I've written, I'm like, there's just so much here to work with, and I can unravel this for for the long term. So I, I'm planning three books right now in this series, but upwards to at least six. You know, I could go up to six yeah. for it. Cool. So yeah, so yeah, hopefully it does. You so know. if we demand a seventh, you're gonna be like, no, f you, I said six. Well, you <laughs> might get a you might get a prequel because there's some characters even in the first book that I think are are good enough characters that warrant their own prequel. Ooh. Um, so we'll see. I've I've kind of built a whole world. I'm kind of using this this series to springboard a whole shared universe of books. You know, where everything's gonna kind of tie in in Heck some way. Yes. So it's sort of like I kind of said this when we were talking on on the phone. I'm like, this is sort of this is like my, my dark tower. Nice. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I think you should write it anyway, even if even if other people don't want. I want it. I want it. It's from, yeah, I demand it, you make me books. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm writing just for, just for you, Chris. Like, yes. I'll have a book you know, single so, copy. So, <laughs> two hundred thousand hours worth of work. It's like just misery is going to lock me in a cabin and make me write these yeah. books. Yes, <laughs> it's my write a horror story about that. Um, <laughs> another question for you. I did not look it up. But in um, Spider Queen, there mm -hmm. is a reference to um, a woman challenging Athena yes. to a weaving competition. Is that based off of that's, real? So flip that. It's uh, it, that's a real. Yes, that is a real Greek myth. Uh, Greek myth. It, it's actually Athena who comes down and challenges um, Arachne because she. Well, it depends on which version you read, but the most common version is that Arachne was one. One, she was beautiful. Which, if you're a, a, a woman in Greece and you, that's right away that's bad yeah, for you being hot in the past yeah, is always don't a do bad that. plan if you're, if you're if you're an attractive woman in greece just leave because <laughs> at some point at some point a, a, a scornful goddess is coming down yeah uh the other part was that you know she was a she was a weaver you know she she did the wheel weaving yeah. deal and uh I, you know i don't remember why athena was was like known for weaving but like she basically came down she's and, a goddess of war right no uh, that's, no that's Ares. no that would no. be artemis Artemis. the goddess of war. Okay. Uh, well, no, Ares was the god of war. You're right. Artemis <laughs> was the god, goddess of the hunt. 
I, you're gonna get a bunch of Greek mythology nerds on here that are about to check oh. me. I love, I'm a little more well versed in Norse mythology. My fiance is the Greek mythology nerd. According um, to Google, um, Arachne weaved something so perfect that Athena became enraged, tore it to pieces, and then Arachne hung herself out of despair of her work being destroyed. Yeah, that's one version. Wow. There's another version where um, she she actually does beat Athena. And in a weaving competition, and it, like nah, girl. Yeah, so she, she turns Arachne into a spider. So this she's, is where she's Arachnid cursed. Comes from? Yeah, that's why we call them Arachnids. Um, is because it's based off of the Greek word Arachne, which to weave. Um, so yeah, she turns she turns Arachne into a spider, and, <laughs> and she's cursed to be a spider for the rest of her life. And yeah, I would I'd kill myself. I'd be like, nah, yeah. I'm, I hate spiders. Oh, and now I am one. Just Google the artwork for it. Like you Google like Greek mythology <laughs> Arachne on. Google images and you get some really metal artwork. Like it's some scary stuff. Well, I'm actually really glad you included it in there. Cause I never knew that. And I thought I was like reading that part. I was like, well, that's spiders. Really cool. Yeah. Spiders in mythology are actually like really a big deal. Um, I kind of, I, I chose that one because the, the myth that I actually based the spider queen off of, I thought was a little too exotic for the average reader, the average American reader. Yeah. And definitely too exotic for, uh, for a, Midwestern small town. Um, but the, the, the myth I actually based it on is a Japanese myth called the Jurugumo. And the Jurugumo is a, a spider woman who basically she leads men back to her house and then she eats them. I have heard this. Yes, it's very scary. Kara's yeah. basing her life off of that, I think. Yeah, so she, <laughs> she, she, she looks like a beautiful woman. She leads you back to her, her isolated house, usually in the woods. And then once she gets you there, you know, it's usually just an empty house. And then she turns into a spider and eats you. And, you know, they, they're depicted nope. multiple ways. Doesn't Gravity Falls actually yes, have an do. episode like this? They do. I love, And I saw that and I was working on yeah. Spider Queen when I saw that. And I was like, there it is. Grunkle Stan. He, yeah. he like falls in love with the lady at the, it's a timber, like they're, they're, Road tripping, yep. and they hit up all these different places. That's right. I can't believe you remembered that. Yeah, yep. and Grunkle Stan like falls in love with the the like trashy '90s lady at the at the kiosk or whatever, yep. and then she leads him away, and the kids have to save him. Yeah. If I recall, yeah, she does the really creepy thing where she peels back her yeah. face, and I'm like, oh my god. And she's like the hey guys, you know, like that kind of creepy yeah. voice. Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. Anyway, yeah. sorry. No, you're right though. That's exactly. I'm glad. Wasn't so. going to make that reference because I didn't think anybody would get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, we love Gravity Falls here. Oh, Where's falls. Brad saying, oh, finally something Kara has seen. Right? <laughs> well, something, okay. like, is it like like a succubus? Uh, kind of, yeah. It's it's kind of like a succubus a little bit. Um, it's it's the same idea, you know. Succubus are more, aren't they more, aren't they more animal? Like No, no they're or? demons. They're just demons. Oh, that's like, right. They're, yep. they're, they're, yep, you're oh, right. Can I say what they are on here? Um, PG thirteen. I won't say it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so this is what Google says: it's PG, a female demon believed to have sexual intercourse with sleeping men. Okay, then I can say it. Yeah, they're sex demons. Sex demons. Yeah. yeah so yeah, sex demon is totally fine to say. Yeah. Maybe that's just witch. new new sex demon emote coming next week. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I will say there's no shortage of succubus stories in the horror yeah. in the horror <laughs> genre. Like I I'm I'm on a books of horror group on Facebook and. It feels like every other book that gets published on there is some sort of a, you know, like. I'm sure. Yeah. Don't they reference Succubus in. Um... Oh, what video game is it? Witcher. Every video no, game not ever. Witcher. It's, uh... it's in Diablo for sure. Dragonborn. 
Oh, Inquisitor. Skyrim. Skyrim. I don't oh my gosh! I think we, so. We need to like. Are you guys loaded up? Okay. What? So I, oh we have we have a Mike. Well, so we have a second half of Mike's first one, and he's just like fired up another one. So this might be like several oh. hours of you guys getting darted. Here's the thing. It says Jeremy chopper. only. Oh, this is a Jeremy only one. Oh, give me God. chopper, quick! <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do it! Don't do it! <laughs> boop, 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 ah. <laughs> 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 it was a good thing I was wearing glasses. That's all I'm saying. 3PO's down. How is there even more? How is there more? <laughs> oh, all right. Jeremy's going to have a bruise wearing him in the face. <laughs> I, I, I got you, chap. I got you. All right. Oh, my gosh. Oh. All right. I want to, only because you brought it up. <laughs> we are like a nerdy gaming, you know, Star Wars podcast. So you had said the E word, Elden Ring, uh, when you got here. Yeah. And um, yes, man. So from software games have a special place in my heart because of their difficulty. And um, they, and this drives Kara nuts. <laughs> they don't walk you through what to do. No, they don't. No. They, they don't. You have to dig for the lore. You have to dig for the story. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeremy. Uh, you're on timeout. No. <laughs> so. Uh, and I will. I will go off of what Jeremy said, though. It does drive me nuts. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about it, but I was streaming Securo, which is also by From Software, mm -hmm. and I didn't know what to do. I was like, I've gotten to a point. I've beaten X amount of bosses. I was like. I don't know where to go from here. And it's just been three, four months since I've played. So it's like, I don't remember where I was the last time I beat a boss. I was like, I don't know anything. So those games drive me nuts. So I, I love them and I hate them. How's that? I, you know, I, I actually, I agree with completely because I have a mixed, I, I actually almost quit Elden Ring within the first night of playing it. Cause I was right away. I was out to get, I was like, this, I feel like I was been tricked. I've been tricked. <laughs> it's not, I don't know what to do. I, yep. I just gotten completely smashed by this guy on a horse. <laughs> like, like, I know I, that I, guy. Like, I don't understand what I'm supposed to do. I can't beat anything. And then mm -hmm. slowly I just kind of, I started grinding it out. I started taking my time, working my way through it. And then as I did that and started figuring it out, um, now it's really addicting. Mm -hmm. um, so now I don't get to totally in despair. I was stuck on Margaret for a long, long time. And I seriously was starting to question whether or not I was ever going to be able to advance the game. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can go any farther. I think I'm just stuck here and, and beat Margaret. And then later on I beat, um, Godric. And after beating those two, everything else after those two has been like super easy. Like I thought Radon was super easy. Even though everybody like hypes him up as like this, like super hard boss. I'm like, not really. You just got to summon all the, Summon all the assists and then just bully him. This is what we did. We just rushed him and just I just hit him a bunch of times with my yeah, sword. And need cruel for the win. I was yeah. gonna say you can't do that with Sekiro though. Sekiro, it is literally <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, am I off timeout? Yep. Sweet. <laughs> so 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 here's here's what I wanted to talk about um, about Elden Ring specifically. So uh, I convinced David to play it, and David's got a ton of hours into it, and then I got my friend Mike to play it. And one of the things is really fun is if you can play it with somebody. No, yeah. I don't have PS5, and it's not cross-platform. So uh, actually, like I think it. it is. Is it? That was my friend told me it was. I just got to give um, him the code to summon him. So um, I would definitely try to like summon somebody to play it with. It's a blast. Yeah. Um, you will get invaded. Have you ran into that? Mechanic? Oh, yeah. I, I've done that. I had to do that to set up my, my cheesy uh, chicken farm. 
There you go. I had to yeah. do the whole <laughs> world invasion crap. It's oh, that's right. You had to invade three people. Yep. El- I got Elden ambushed Ring every is, time. Sorry, Elden Ring is cross-platform for the for the system families only. So PS4 and five can play together. Xbox One, Series S, oh. and Series X can play together. But you can't go in between the two. Um, Wait, unfortunately, they, they, they were like PS4 and PS5, not just. That's weird. Like, so well, you think cross-platform? I don't think just different. Of the same console, right. yeah. I, of course, it's like of course I can play someone if they're on PS Network, right? Yeah, network. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so here's here is what uh, uh, I'm excited for for you, and um, you have to do sometime. And I know you'll be extremely busy, and Elden Ring's going to take up a bunch of that time <laughs> as it is. But at some point, if you go back, I would highly recommend playing um, Dark Souls Remastered if mm-hmm. you get a chance. I would I would totally do that game. Dark Souls level design is ex- it, it 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 blew my mind once I got into it. And so here's what's going on, and I'm trying to tell everybody who in there is a first time. Um, like Souls player, is you can get places where you are not ready. So even though you walk out the door and the tree sentinel, the big guy and the horse is right there, you can't, You are not ready for him. No. You have to level up your character. You have to learn the combat mechanics, and you have to, like, swallow your pride and move on to the next area and keep exploring, okay? Yep. And then come back to stuff later on. They're really good at putting these, like, skill checks in. And the same thing for, like, Sekiro. Um, the bosses, like, get mm-hmm. a little bit more... Harder to go and harder to go on. And then by the mid-game boss, his name is Genichiro. He just 1v1 and three phases. It's absolutely crazy fight. But when you beat him, you feel so good. And it's like a skill check for you to get like advance the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, when you beat him, it's just one of the best feelings in the whole world. So Dark Souls 1 did not have, for the first like 75% of the game, did not have fast traveling. Mm-hmm. But the world is so intricate. So you come out... And to your right's a graveyard, and that you can't beat. You can't even go into the graveyard until you're, like, well over halfway done to the game. But you can, like, run in there and get items and stuff and, like, run away from these skeletons who can one-shot you. (laughs) Then you go to the left, and you go through this old um, fallen-down castle, um, like, village that's outside this castle. And as you go into the village, and then you go up, like, there's sewers that wrap around to the starting area, and you go all the way up this castle, and you unlock an elevator that goes right back down to the starting area, and then you go down underground, and you're playing underneath the starting area, and the whole level design is just so intent and thought out that it, it, it the world seems real because it's so interconnected, and just everything, you're just right back to where you started constantly to be able to, like, run around and explore. <clears throat> so the level design in that game is fantastic. And then finally, once they introduce fast traveling, you get brought up into like this beautiful high city and this, the, the, like the views and scenery is unbelievable. And then like the monsters and the beasts and everything they create, but Elden ring, you know, you get these sites, grace, you can fast travel and right. the world is just, you keep unlocking maps and it's like, how is this map getting any bigger and bigger right. and bigger? Oh my God. Yes. I thought I, I thought the game, I was, when I first, like, I had Limgrave and Kaled, right? Mm-hmm. Those were my two places I had opened up. And I was kind of like, and I hadn't seen no photos or anything, a video yeah. or anything of, like, I didn't want any, like, outside stuff to, like, you know what I mean, pollute my thing. And I was just like, I mean, yeah, it's a big game, but it's, like, not, like, bigger than any other open world game I've played. It's not bigger than Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah. And then, like, then I got through Godric's Castle, and I was like, you know, you go outside the other side. I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot more going on here. Yeah. Now I'm in this, like, cool Hogwarts area, and I'm, you know, I'm finally getting my retribution have, for not getting it, my letter. Have you fought, have you fought <laughs> Rinaldi yet? I did. I fought her last night, and I actually, second try, I almost beat her. And I was, I was, I was going to give it a third try, but it was 3 a.m., and I, yeah. was, I needed to get up so in yeah. the morning. So, 
Uh, I'll give her another shot tonight. I think I'll get her because she she's pretty weak. I don't. Yeah, and she's weak, and she's weak to blood. Um, <laughs> which is my specialty. Right, which is what your specialty yeah, is. Yeah, I, I like to bleed my my enemies. So you know. Um, you have a whole bunch of fun waiting for you. The thing is, you can play the game multiple times through and have a different experience every time, depending on if you play like a mage character or a yeah. faith based character. The spells and incantations they dribble into the game are just un. Real. My character has an identity crisis right now. He doesn't know what he wants to be. <laughs> like I, 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 um, I, I'm calling myself a witch knight right now. Nice. Because I'm like using a mix of magic and melee. Yeah. You know, very. I'm, I'm kind of a nice. mixed class. So because I just can't, I can't settle on one. But I'm, I'm trying to level up my magic now because I really want to use these dragon abilities that I've got. You know, I've oh been, yeah. I'm out killing dragons, and I want to start using some of these abilities. Rot is so much fun. Yeah, breathe fire, flame, yep. ice. Yeah, I want all that. I got the church, I got the communion church all set up. I just need to get my intelligence or arcane leveled up so that I can use it. So. The um, the game and the cutscenes take my breath away. As far as few and are they between, um, but both. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of like Godric's the Grafted's cutscene? Oh, it was so cool, and is his music is insane? great. He's got great fight music. Oh, it was just it. You know, I am the king of all that is gold. I just totally ate every line of yeah. it. I just loved it. I'm like, this is an amazing boss. Rinala's whole thing was kind of neat because I was like, oh, I was wondering where the students are. Yep. Oh, you know, yeah. and like and my buddy's like, hey, how, how's the game going? And I'm like, oh, I just spent the last 10 minutes getting books thrown at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, and there's like that she like crawls up and yeah, just, oh, creepy as hell, yeah, creepy, yeah, so absolutely. creepy. Well, I and I wasn't sure what to do, you know, because it doesn't tell you. There's no mm. clear indication of what you're supposed to do. No. <clears throat> so I um. So I was kind of just running around slaying the students, and I was like, "She's gonna run out of students eventually." And, I, <laughs> and then I saw, and then I saw there were more climbing in from underneath the door. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, no, then she's not gonna run out of them. So I <laughs> then I realized, "Oh, you gotta kill the ones that are like." And I thought this. I was like, "Some of them must be casting the protection spell on her." Yeah. So I find the ones that were doing that, and I brought them down. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> a sneaky turn in a low spool up. We we uh. <laughs> We need a little bit more on Kara, I think, too. We, what? Want, no? we don't need any on Kara. It's fine. Ouch! Ouch! Oh, it's, <laughs> it's fun to be the person observing the damage. <laughs> I know. It's awesome. <laughs> it is amazing when you're not I think the... we need to shoot Chris one of these days. No, that's, I'm ineligible because I'm not on camera. Um, if we can hear you go, ouch! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I can act. Ow, that hurt. <laughs> The, the, I do want to say I got this cool Rayquaza slammer. Yeah. Oh, Kara's gonna redeem it. <laughs> That's right my now. Rayquaza yeah. slammer. That's my Rayquaza slammer. I want it fair and square. I bought it. I don't know. Jeremy, you had no right to to. to Give, it, Give away. it away. I think that that's wrong. Well, I, I, whatever I, yours is his and his is yours, right? No, no, no. Whatever's his is mine and mine is mine. <laughs> There's no the other way. <laughs> um, I'm glad you were able to dip your toes into their games. No. Oh, we did get we did get a Kara redemption actually from Mike. You guys might need to reposition. Ah. Oh my gosh! That's so oh, that was close to a headshot. <laughs> Oh, right off the mic. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh uh, Kara's going to have PTSD whenever a vacuum starts. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the little motor. <laughs> Don't shoot me, please. Um, and then the um, one bounced off this and hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> 
Uh, there was one that like hit you in the bun. I, it, it, I felt it. My that bun went. <laughs> in one of your, uh, I can't remember if it was the forest or the Spider Queen, but you had mentioned like Japanese mythology. Yeah. Do you enjoy that type I of do. stuff? I do. I enjoy mythology in general. Um, every culture has just got such cool mythology. And I was going to get back to the spider thing because every culture has a spider myth. Like almost everyone does. Uh, in, in Africa, it's, it's um, a Nancy who is the trickster spider. Um, it's not really clear if he's a spider or if he just transforms into a spider, but yeah. he's, you know, Nancy is like the trickster god in, in their mythology or whichever, I can't remember which tribe has his, that culture. But um, Japan, uh, Japan, it's the Jirogumo which is terrifying, but so are a lot of Japanese creatures. Like oh, Japanese, Intensely scary. Oh, Japanese lore is so scary. Um, I was going to say... Animal Crossing has it, some... <laughs> yeah. Animal Crossing oh. is mortifying. It's it's so, nightmares. So, when I was, Tom Nook, the raccoon. He is he, scary. The raccoon. It's, it's a shapeshifter, and the leaves are something like he would turn people into leaves, and all the items drop as leaves. Oh, jeez. So there is actually a ton of Japanese mythology, and like if you, it's kind of like Drifloon in Pokemon, you know, like he like yeah. kids grab the balloons and he like pulls them away. Creepy. There's like actual scary um, mythology there, but continue on. No, the scariest yeah, part is his interest rates. Yeah. In, and uh, sorry, go ahead. And the Netflix uh, in Witcher on Netflix, they've got extra things that are mm. like monsters from Witcher, but they also talk about the lore behind each of the monsters. From the show, yeah. or from the, the games and the books and everything. Are you, are you familiar like, at all with Witcher at all? I love Witcher. Yeah, okay, so, so you, you like um, the baby thing? Botchling. The botchling? That's That's real. what I call Chip. <laughs> <laughs> He's so much cuter than a botchling. Have you played Witcher 3? I, I haven't played the games. That's that's actually, I'm going to join. Uh, there's an, I know there's a new Witcher coming out, so I'm thinking yeah. that's going to be my... Yes. My, be, that'll be my jump into the Witcher series. Witcher 3, yeah. though. Play Witcher 3. Is it's it still, so is it good on, can you play it on PS5? Yes. Okay, I'll get it. It's yeah. so good. It's okay. so um, good. Once they, I'm done with Elden Ring. They, they right. up, uh, like, brought the graphics up. Yeah, okay. Like, re, like, not remastered it, but they... Um, up-resed. Up-resed it, or, um, okay. like, re-released a version Have of you read it. the books? No, that's another thing I'm oh. going to get on. So, I, I'm familiar with the show. The first three if, books if you love, If you like or enjoy the show... Season two, I loved. Um, yeah. Uh, if you enjoy the show, though, Witcher 3, you don't need to play two or one. They're just bad. They're just bad. But three is one of the one of the best video games I've ever played. Okay, so the first two they didn't really figure out what they were doing yet, and then the third one they're no. like, "Oh, we got the, this figured the, out." Now. The combat is all jacked up. So here's one of the things I like about the third one. For example, um, you can build a whole character based off of potions. So Elden Ring, I play all these cool spells, and I like cast lightning and turn into a flower and breathe. Rot. I turn into a flower. The you coolest do. I spell. Do. I turn into a flower. It's, <laughs> a, it's a very fun. I'm a daffodil. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but. In Witcher, you can bring, drink these things that um, they're called uh, de decoctions. decoctions. And you can, like, it'll buff you, right? Well, mm -hmm. you can then stack other types of damage. And, like, you can, there's a whole class you can build that's basically, like, the more you uh, drink of these, the more, yeah. like, damage you do in these cool things. So, but if you, you know, do, potions if, are cheating, right? If you have too many decoctions, you do poison yourself and it end up taking damage. But you can reverse that. You can. You can, but you can make it. Is this Uno? Damage, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways. Reverse card, I win. Uh, I, I highly recommend Witcher 3. I, I wouldn't pass so on good. that one, okay. um, but you're going to fall in love with You the started playing Witcher, yeah. didn't you, Chris? I, I bought it for him, but he has I, I literally just installed it. I had to clean. I, I have so many games 
for doing the stream. If you call me and tell me you're playing Witcher, I will die. <laughs> I will be so happy. Our janitor I'm, I'm is here. I'm going to play it. So here's the problem. Like, because I already had Timberborn installed, I was like, yeah. I should play Timberborn on stream. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so if you like... Like beaver-based city sims, you play Timberborn. <laughs> <laughs> that one just cracks me up. Beaver-based. It, it, it just gives me tons of like, fodder to talk about. Um, uh, beaver appropriate jokes on stream. <laughs> um, and then the last game I will talk about, like I said, is Kara just mentioned Sekiro. So what I was just going to say was, um, this is no longer about your Booker author, author no, authorial no. style. This is Jerry game recommendation hour. <laughs> this is this all ties in because um, you talked about Japanese lore. So um, I learned a bunch about dragons in Sekiro. Yeah, and I didn't know that there was Korean depictions, Chinese depictions, Japanese depictions. All depict dragons differently. I never yes, knew that. They do. Every culture They're, depicts dragons differently. Dragons are 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 thought of very differently in Eastern in most Eastern cultures than we think of them. In the West, they're revered in the East. Yep, yep. The West, they're they're, they're monsters, lucky. and yeah, they're monsters, and they're and they're evil, and they're you know constantly kidnapping maidens. Except and, in Shrek. Yep, sitting on, <laughs> sitting on gold. Uh, in the East, yeah, they're like yeah, they're spirit guides. They're revered. Um, it's lucky. Dragons are typically lucky. So, so so the lore in Sekiro is that you have dragon's blood in you. Okay. And um, actually, there's a prince, and he has dragon bloods in him, and or dragon blood in him, and you Which are prevents able him to, from dying. From from dying. Yeah. And everybody wants his blood. And you're his protector. You're a, a samurai. Or I'm sorry. You are a. a you ninja. rescue him at you one point, and, and so, so he, to keep you alive, he gives you a little bit of his blood, so that you're able to still, or like as a reward for protecting him, mm. and so you're able to do that. But the lore in the game is unbelievable. So mm -hmm. there's these monks up in the mountains, mm -hmm. and they are chasing immortality, and they are using children. This makes me so angry. As, um, uh, subjects, and so there's all these pinwheels, and the pinwheels represent every like child they died experimenting on. So there's um, one boss you fight, and he's a knight, and he comes from, um, I mean, the east, like a big armored knight, which is extremely out of place in this world. And his son was sick. Comes and from he the brought west, him I mean. to these monks to have him heal his son. Is he, it is it world geography or is it game geography? It, it's well, like from like. Japan. It's from the east. It's, so, it's it's so, it, so yeah, so it would be from the west. If yeah, he was, Western culture. But they'd have to cross all the way over the U.S. versus coming from England. So but no, if England, you're coming from the west, you're going east. Europe is west of Japan. Is it? Is it really though? Yeah, yeah. that's why it's called Western civilization. Yeah. Well. Anyway, it's like we're yeah, we're sorry, nitpicking, sorry. but. <laughs> He oh, would be he would be from the west if you're if you're in Japan he'd be western to Japan Europe is east of us because we're the most west but got it but anyway so uh, he travels over and if he defends the bridge oh. a thousand times he I'm will. sorry Jeremy you're on time <laughs> oh no I'm gonna keep talking for chances I was gonna okay. do you want me to continue well I was gonna talk about the centipede and the millipede. Okay, or, so or going full circle. Yeah, that's yeah. What I was, <laughs> the message of my madness. So whoever muted me is on my crap list. That was Jim. <laughs> no, so your so timeout starts are, officially now. There, there are centipedes in the game, and you, if you ingest these centipedes, <laughs> I already don't want to. Yep, they give you immortality, nope. but you go crazy basically with these things. And like, there's one, um, there's one boss, the guardian ape, and you kill him. 
there's, he's a two-faced boss. You kill him, chop off his head. You think it's over. Just kidding. He's got a centipede inside him, so he still <laughs> is fighting you. So in the second phase, you have to, like, actually knock him down. When he knocks down, you have to take your spear, shove it down his esophagus, and pull the centipede out a number of times before you actually kill him. This is as gross as anything Chance yeah. could have written. So that, that is the, that's the whole centipede thing. And I think these monks are figuring that out. If I recall, there, I think I think it's Jerry's been a minute. He's better explain these things. Yeah, than it's I been like fourteen seconds. There is a current. <laughs> there is in the current draft of Celius Forest. There is a centipede thing that's involved in the story. Good. Why? Uh, I don't know. Because bugs freak me out, and I just like to be. I He's like to be scared. facing his fears. Yeah. They freak me out too. Jeremy would have explained that like so much more better than me. Bacon button. cheeseburgers. That would make me happy. There's cheeseburgers and. Spider Queen, there's a whole... Oh, idea. there is, actually. <laughs> there's, a very, there's a very descriptive... They're very good cheeseburgers, from what I recall, too. Yeah. <laughs> I like food, You're so... You're fine. I'm fine. I, it references Juicy Lucy's. So, again, yep. um, we uh, talk Juicy about, Lucy's, like, yes. referencing Minnesota culture. Is uh, That made me laugh, because there's all there's just they're just there. Yep. Yeah, all is there anything things. you wanted to add to the centipede, though? Oh, well, just the fact that, yeah. So, what happens is the, the, the monks use these corrupted waters. Yes, um, that's what it is. ingesting them, and these centipedes go inside people. So, they have to, you as a character, have to sever the centipedes and actually to permanently destroy gotcha. the enemy. Yep. Um, okay. And the, the, the Ladies and gentlemen, just, it's time to play <laughs> a round of the IMDb game. Jim is like, we're going to do everything. That's right. They're playing the IMDb game. For those of you who aren't familiar, the IMDb game works as follows. Uh, see. Uh, Dave redeemed it. So what we're going to do is compare the career, as according to IMDb, of Samuel L. Jackson to screen legend Sean Connery. The way the game works is, do you think he has appeared in more films or fewer films than Sean Connery? I'll give you guys a minute to discuss your answer whilst I look it up. Sandra. Anybody who wants to play in the chat can also feel free. Wrong. And so last week I did opposite of the consensus. I did. Yeah. We had Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. And I picked less. And it, I it picked was, more. It was the same amount. They had, uh, they, they, was, Jeremy literally said the words to make sure that one of us on the couch wins. I'm going to go opposite of Kara, and it was the same. <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I'm going to go with. More Samuel Jackson, more. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with. Oh. That was my first Star Wars. He did three Star Wars movies. Um, yeah, he, like, he does series. He does like Django, Avenger, the Avengers movies by themselves. Yeah, there's no way it's not. And I can't even pick less because it's not less. Yeah, it's let's more. do more. So let's see here. All you more. guys are all voting that he's appeared in more. I'm just gonna give Chad a sec. Jim to, says less. Yeah, Jim says less. Whoever is wrong gets shot. So if Jim is wrong, are you gonna shoot him, David? Well, the next time it was over, I oh, suppose. Oh, shoot. Sean Connery's got the Bond movies. How many Bond movies did Sean Connery I think they've each done three, Only haven't three. they? Yeah, three. No okay. more than five. And, and Sean, then... Yeah. Like, Connery was a, was, a big, was a big actor, but he... But he was selective yeah, he about did, what yeah. he did. Well, I don't know. So, have you seen have you Highlander? Seen Highlander? <laughs> I don't know how I selective not, he really was. It was. So people like to rag on League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. That was a love good that movie. movie. It was very good. Yeah, love that movie. People are butts. That's like the first... That's like the first Avengers movie. Yeah, really. If you think about it, like, except it's like literary. It, it was like it was like the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's. It's better. like nobody knew who any of these people were. Maybe they knew who Alan Cordy. Well, was. I don't think people understood that who they were. Like, people were like, "Oh, that's Tom Sawyer." Like, nobody makes the connection that it's Tom Sawyer. That's you know, or yeah, nobody knows who like the British hero is or. No. Uncultured yeah. swine. Yeah. <laughs> Two thousand leagues under the sea. Ever read it, bro? Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> like, um, let's see I here. Had a kids version of that. Movie. Okay, so you guys are all going. Samuel L. Jackson My has appeared in more films. Yeah, he's had twenty thousand leagues under the sea. We watched it all the time. It's a book too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But we, we watched the movie. 
We were talking about the book. Well, and you know you're what? There, you're like, oh, I love that movie. I, I, from like the 50s? 60s? What? There's, I think every 15 years or so, there's a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I watched the old one. Do um, you, you like one. Batman? Yeah. I, I've not seen the newest, newest one. I saw the funniest chart the other day on um, uh, Reddit, and it said, so the space between the first Batman movie and then the ones with um, uh, Bale, uh, Michael Keaton, oh. then the time between Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer, then Val Kilmer and Christian Bale, and then Christian Bale and Robert Pattinson. Well, you skipped Ben Affleck. I was going to well, say. <laughs> sure, was like, nah, we, we don't, don't count him. That wasn't, <laughs> Ben Affleck was not a standalone Batman movie, though. Right? It was just no. Batman he never did. He never did. This this one that just came out was supposed to be his standalone Batman movie, and because of production woes, like things that were going on behind the scenes, it it ended up not happening. <laughs> well, so here's the good news: somebody extrapolated the data, and they said by the year 2024, we will have a Batman movie every 45 seconds. Nice, because they're like it, it, it's it's increasing, between, yeah, it, it, it's decreasing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The exponential reduction of yeah. time between them. And so, if the ratio continues on, yeah, we're gonna have a new Batman movie every forty-five seconds. I, I, thought that, I love that they well, did the math, and we're getting um, in the Flash movie that's coming out next year. I think we're getting two Batman in one movie. We're getting Ben Affleck is coming back. No way. Yep, he's back. And then, uh, well, because so the way that DC is doing this is sorry, this is a total like, no. Go for like, it. Like, um, the way that DC is doing their their universe is they're 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 jumping right into multiverse with Flash movie, and so Robert Pattinson exists in one world, Ben Affleck exists in another world. Oh. And Christian Bale, the, be Christian the, Bale. The Justice League, the Justice oh. League Batman is still Ben Affleck, you know, as far as the the Justice League films that are gonna continue to be canonized. Um, but but Michael Keaton is coming back. No way. As Batman. Heck, yes. Flash. That's the best thing I've ever heard. It's awesome. And then I, I wonder if that most recent Spider-Man film persuaded people that this is a I, good idea. I don't. Maybe it helped, but I think that this was already in development okay. at the same time. Uh, but like you know, in DC, like the Flashpoint paradox has like been DC. DC's been doing multiverse for a while, actually. If you watch the Flash TV show on the CW, Ezra Miller's Flash already cameoed in that show. You know, because they've been talking about multiverse on that show for ever. Who's playing Flash? Uh, Ezra Miller is still the Flash in the movie. The one from the Justice League. I never watched Justice League. Watch it. <laughs> watch the Snyder Cut version. Don't watch the... Don't watch on, the on Discord, there's a list of music characters. Yeah. I, well, okay, I, I would like to end two. the IMDb game music. Perfect. Sorry. Okay, we never found out. Who, oh, was yeah. it so, more or less? Yeah, so you, the, there's just been music going in the background this whole time. Oh, man. So... Samuel L. Jackson has appeared in dramatically more films than yeah, he would have to have. But yeah, he's been so, he was in Kingsman. I was that, like, Hi, so, so that is, oh, yeah, is the episode, or the episode, I guess. I don't know, episode. Sure, of the IMDb game. Thank you for playing. <laughs> um, if you want to maintain your integrity to play future games of the IMDb game, don't look up how many films Sean Connery has been in because it ruins the fun. He's appeared in a lot of films because he had a long career, but not so many films as to be the most Unbeatable. prevalent actor. Yeah. So I think that's the nice point of comparison. Um, is, is Samuel Jackson, like, does he have the most titles under his belt of, like, actors? Oh, no. Not not even the most that I've actually done in and around of the IMDb wow. game. Is that how the IMDb game works? Is you it, just have to guess the number? of? Or it's not the number. It's just more or less. Okay. Yep. So I, I came up with it as a time killer when I worked at a gas station. I literally downloaded the IMDb a- app, and then I just asked people, it's like, just name a random actor. Okay. And then we would be, like, just like, oh, oh they've probably been in more stuff than whatever. So, like. I feel like Nick Cage would be high on the list because he doesn't care. He doesn't I know. Really he's much. like, 
You want me to be the movie? Okay. You want to do another round of the IMDb game? Nicholas Cage, good Let's or bad? <laughs> it's time for the IMDb game. Oh, no, I'm going to skip all the rules because we know how it plays. We're going Nicholas Cage. Anybody who is interested, feel free to put your guesses in chat. You guys can come up with your answers now. I'm, I'm going to say I agree more. So is it Nicholas Cage versus Samuel Jackson now? No, no, just, no, no always, always Sean Connery. Always Sean Connery. Sean Connery oh, is always, the always Sean Connery. Yep. Okay, yeah, I'm going to say more. I'm going to keep it more. I'm going to go less. Because Sean Connery is a surprise. And at least somebody will win then if we're wrong. They share a movie. But I, the, Rock. the Rock. Oh, so That's good. Such a great movie. So what good. Dude, Michael Bay's few Ferrari. good movies. Yeah. It's not mine. <laughs> Wait, what? He's it's got all the, the guns now, sir. <laughs> the Rock. Uh, let's see. Let's just give Chad a second to go in here. Oh, it's, it's not number. It's just more or fewer than Sean Connery. Yep. Um, I agree more, though, because Nick doesn't care. Nick does, Nick Cage will do whatever. And, and whatever. again, yeah. with the asterisk of this is according to the listed actor credits on IMDb. So sometimes that includes self. Sometimes that includes individual television series episodes. We're just letting IMDb do the work. I'm not going to drill that deep into okay, it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, so you guys are, you said fewer. Less. You guys both said more. more. Yeah. Okay. I know. Okay, so Al also said fewer. Do you guys want to throw guesses in? More, more. Okay, so we got a bunch of mores, a couple fewers. Nicholas Cage barely has appeared in more films. Than Dang it! Wow. Dang! Well. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it'd be less. And that concludes this bonus episode of the IMDb game. Thank you, everybody, for playing. So to wrap it up about your book, yeah. One thing I was going to tell you too that I enjoyed, which was really kind of fun, is now that I know this piece of information, it makes it even a little bit more cooler. So I was talking to Chris. And there is a mysterious phone call. I believe, is it the first one who gets it is Pete? They talk about, they talk about Pete during the phone call. Okay. They talk about Pete during the phone call. That oh, was yeah. like, he's yeah. getting too bartender. close to, he's the getting bartender. too chummy. Yeah. yeah. It's the bartender who calls. The, there's a very noir feeling to it. And now after hearing you talk about the first book you wrote or like, you know, had worked on, um, the secret service under the president yeah. thing, uh, I, Felt a little bit of a the the theme there, yeah, uh, and I loved it. I loved the background. Uh, who who what is going on here? Yeah, the yeah the the larger for lack of or Conspiracy, no pun intended the uh, web that is yeah. being yeah, weaved. The, the web is both is both very literal and, and very <laughs> metaphorical. Um, in both cases, so. you know, well, because you know, it's 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 the classic like cup question, and it, it, you, we ask the question who's who's the worst villain in Stephen King's universe. And most people will be like, you know, common people will be like, oh, it's, you know, it's Pennywise the clown. Like, he's the most evil or whatever. Uh, or it's Cujo, that freaking dog. You yeah. know, whatever. Uh, no, the answer in, is always, is always people. Yep. The, the answer is. They always do the crappiest, yep. most heinous things. Like, I, I'll be honest. I just thinking about my, the book, and I don't think it spoils anything. I think the people in Spider Queen are, do substantially worse things than the Spider Queen herself even does. That's what was fun for me about yeah. Pete was he has a little bit of a crisis of conscience yeah. sort of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely and there's some there's some pretty sick characters in in the book in in the within the town and yep. some pretty sick people acting and you know the the Spider Queen herself I feel like she's very primal she's very like you know almost like not an animal because she's very intelligent but she's she's primal she has a very primal yep. need for what she's doing. Um, whereas the town, some of the townsfolk or some of the people involved, it's like, yeah, uh, manipulation for power. There, there's status. more, yeah, there's, there's more to it. There's a sadism to this, mm -hmm. you know, 
Yeah, as long as it's not my family member. Well, yeah, it's like, oh, I've already contributed. Or, or the worst. Or yeah, or or worse. It's it's just it's just indifference, blind indifference, you know. And and that's you know those are those are those are very real things. Like spider, the spider queen is very is very fictional, and but the human human condition is very real. Yeah, that's that's scary. (laughs) Once again, I have linked Chance's website. It has all the information you need to go ahead and pick up a copy or twelve of your own. Highly recommend it. I we had a little bit of an adventure trying to get the copy of the book into our hands. Oh God, yeah, I'm sorry about that. No, that's know. totally cool. Uh, but as I am, I was so excited to like have it, and I started. I read it in three pieces, but I read like a third of the book. Then I read like a couple chapters. Like, no, I can't read this right before bed. Mm-hmm. And then I just <laughs> powered yeah, you, through the rest. You of it. texted me, and I was at work, and you texted me, <laughs> and you're like, I can't go to sleep now because I just got to this part of the book. And I was yeah, like, oh no, man, that's a bad. That's not good. Yeah. yeah. I was like, the the night evaporated. I was like, I was just reading. I was like, this is. I was like, I was really enjoying it. Then it's like, oh, it's one o'clock I, in the morning. There's like, crap. I'm not going to bed. <laughs> I am really curious as to what because I you know I, I like to hear people's feedback, but. What are, what are your favorite scenes in the book? Um, let Let's, me see. I have my favorite that I wrote that I thought was like, that's like it by itself stands on its own two feet. But I want to hear your guys's. Uh, you would, the, for me, so the biggest gut punch for me, like the, oh, whoa, was the farm scene where the, where the plot armor doesn't protect anybody. Uh-huh, yes. That was the one that it was like, I knew that just everything was on the table suddenly. I was like, I like in my mind, I was like, I, uh, like you always think that you might know where it's going. I was like, oh, I have how, no, oh, how no heroic, idea. How heroic we're getting this hero moment. No. Yeah, I had no idea. So like that one was one that really stood out to me. And then the, um, what's the, the diner lady's grandson's name? Anyway, that, that, the Michael? sequence where he Michael. finds her having, Done, passed away, yeah. Yeah, yeah, whatever. That, those two are the ones that sort of stand out the most to me. Because like, this is a guy that's like, He's also sort of coming to terms with like the the crappiness of all the people there, and it's like I should have just you know, like it's good. I don't want to give anything away, but that's like that like really st- struck with me too. Um, I definitely I like the forest scene, and towards the end, yeah, uh, towards the towards the end, anything with um, Madison's character was really good. And I didn't I like I didn't know I was really thinking the whole point of view was from Jack's point of view, yeah, uh, as the dad and kind of like bringing everybody to the family, and mm-hmm. then uh, but Madison's were, were really really good. I mean, I liked the church scene a lot, just in general. At like oh the yeah, whole, um, the description about you know blood and stone and yeah. and webs and, and um, so I re- I really like that part uh, a lot because it, it flowed really well and it was really good through the the whole thing. I'm trying to think what else. Oh no, Mike is going on a bender. Mike is uncontrollable. Oh no, is he ending on he a is, bang? He is just cheering like a madman. No. Mike, you need to control yourself. No. <laughs> Absolute no Absolute. no control whatsoever. Do you have a scene you want to talk about? Uh, well, yeah, I just like I'll just say what my favorite scene was. Right, <laughs> I keep <laughs> you, you can talk over the darts. That's I keep fine. looking. I'm expecting one of them just come right down the middle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little disconcerting, like the amount of darkness that these are. Flying yeah, you're out not right. going to know until it's right there. Um, <laughs> no, the barn scene. I think the first barn scene with Jack is my oh, favorite scene. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I actually read that scene when I, it was still in development. I read that scene at an open mic night for like a superior writers group, yeah. and everybody was like, "This is really good." Like, I want yeah. more. And I was like, my first like big jolt to like, okay, let's keep going. Yeah, you know, um, there is one scene, and I actually there's a scene in the book that I wrote, and I hate, yeah. I hate this scene, but. <laughs> 
Poor Chad. Liver shot. <laughs> Mike, Mike redeemed, uh, or didn't redeem. Mike tipped another thousand bits. Yes. Mike! Mike, you are uncontrollable. He really wants help on Elden Ring. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say. Sorry, not, not to interrupt, but no, you're good. take your scene and then we'll take and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Alright, sounds good. So do a do a barrage at the end. Once we're done. Yeah, we'll yeah, be, you can, yeah hold up. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and reload, guys. We'll let chance. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I want to hear thing, the yeah. last it, of this it, experience. This just like this is like the complete counter opposite of like kill. You know, they talk about in writing, kill your don't. You know, you have to kill your babies, right? Yep. You know, sometimes you have things you just love so much in a book, but they just don't work, so you got to kill them, right? Yep. There was a lot of that in this book, with especially with the Alice in Wonderland kind of reference stuff. I had to really kill and or tone it down. There is one scene that is not my baby. I do not love it, but it needed to stay in the book because it, it was definitely a part of Pete's character and his moral dilemma oh. and the two sides of the coin. I hate the scene. I Every time I read it, I cringe. It makes me uncomfortable, but I keep moving through it. I think you know which scene I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. It involves it involves Pete, Alice, and his mother, her mother. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I hate that scene. I really It was very well written for what it's worth. Thank you. I... I, 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 I Glad that you think that. I, I think so too. I agree that it's like a necessary thing too. But ugh. yeah, it, it's it's one of those darker like human human moments that I don't enjoy. But Mike, you we are we don't have any darts left. I think. <laughs> oh, uh, Dave's Dave's reloading. Right. So Chris, do the outro while he's shooting. Okay. Well, so I, like he, he. Thank you guys <laughs> so much on. for having me back on. Uh, use chopper <laughs> as protection. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, um, you, you won't shoot. Wait, they won't shoot a baby. Yeah. You think? <laughs> you would think. Um, so just real quick, so you're going to be back for the Writers Summit, right? On the 16th. What's that? You're going to be back for the Writers Summit. Oh yeah, absolutely. On the 16th, yeah, right? Okay, so yeah, I'm I'm stoked for that. We really wanted to just talk about your book and like get everybody like it's been forever since you were here, so I just wanted to let everybody know on the 16th, either Jeremy or Kara or both of them are going to be here. We're going to have a bunch of people that are writers on the episode talking about stuff. Keith unfortunately can't make it because ah. he forgot that he made plans because it's Easter weekend. He's I a guess. busy guy. Yeah. Keith, the rock star has to go and do things. Uh, but so make sure you come back on the 16th and we're just basically going to be talking about writing in general and like, how, like our creative process. We're going to throw some D and D stuff in there. Cause I think, Oh, all please. Yes, let's D &D. do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's going to be a really good time, but Outside of, outside of just plugging our own material, um, I am one more time going to link Chance's website. Please, please, please go there. Sign up for the mailing list. Support him. It's an awesome book. I'm excited for the stuff that he's coming out with in the future. Uh, just please go there because I think that it, you won't you won't regret it unless you don't and I'll make you regret <laughs> it. Uh, that said, if you're listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, we appreciate it. Please consider checking us out live at twitch.tv slash Rise of the Podcast, live Saturday nights at 7 o'clock Central. Join the conversation. Hang out with us. If you're watching the pre-recorded video podcast on YouTube, thank you for joining us there. But again, feel free to come out and join us live. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Mike, you are a madman. Uh, Dave and Ryan are here helping us out. We thank you guys for everything. Everybody, we love doing this live, and your participation makes it all possible. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And of course... May the force be with you.